everybody. So we are so excited today to be here to finally be talking about the New Year's Eve special to end off uh, season 11 of Doctor Who. And it is called Resolution. I'm Rachel and Jonathan is here. Hey. Yeah. So sorry we're a little late on getting this. It's just been crazy, crazy, crazy uh, for us this last couple of weeks. So this is our final episode of Doctor Who until 2020. Can you believe it? No, I I can't believe it's going to be that long. I know. Pretty terrible. Pretty depressing. (laughs) But yeah, and they did a a New Year's special instead of our Christmas special. How do you feel about that? It was fine, I guess. I guess I would have liked the Christmas special, but that's mainly out of tradition. So I guess it's fine that they decided to mix it up a little this year. Yeah, they claimed it. They said, oh, well, we've done everything that you could do for Christmas, but that's obviously not the case. I mean... (laughs) They could always think of new things. They just need to think harder about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised when I was just, uh, I was looking online that all the reviews for this episode were very strong like i read uh, it was um entertainment weekly i think it was that said it was the strongest episode of the whole season which yeah which i definitely don't agree with like i thought this was serviceable but um you know she's saying here on entertainment weekly she's saying that it's a blast from start to finish a zippy adventure that sparkles like a new year's firework like I don't think I agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I agree either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. She says, after a midland season that was marked by high highs and some forgettable lows, Resolution was a chance for Jodie Whittaker's doctor to go out with a bang, uh, especially since the show won't be returning until 2020. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting that they were so positive and everybody seemed to love it. Um, mm. But I don't know. How did you feel about it? I thought it was fine, but it wasn't what I was expecting or hoping for. Yeah. I mean, it felt more like a season finale than the last episode, but Uh I don't think I liked it any better than the last episode. Yeah, I agree. I felt like it was really, maybe I was just in a bad mood, but I don't know. It just, I didn't love it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Even it was fine. Uh, But, um, I don't know. It was, it was it was just interesting. I I felt like compared to Rosa or even the um which which finders which binders which 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 hunters I can't remember that one. That one was was really good. I really like that one in the Punjab one. That one was really good. I I don't know how you compare the demons of Punjab. I don't know how you compare this to that. Those are more towards the top of my list, and this would yeah. be more towards the bottom. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. This starts, there's this sort of lore of these old, ancient warriors who fight off this opponent, and then they divide it into three pieces, and each one takes a part of the piece and they agree to guard it with their life and one goes to siberia one goes to the desert and then the other stays there in uh england because they end up getting killed and so it doesn't end up uh, where it's supposed to go so there's these archaeologists at the beginning that find this ancient 
relic, I guess you might call it, ancient body. And uh, they put it under this heat lamp, radioactive lamp. And then uh, you get a little, there was almost no New Year's really in this movie, mm-hmm. in this episode. Would you agree? Yeah. They, they kept mentioning that it was New Year's Day, but that's about all that it had to do with New Year's. Yeah, like the two people, I guess they kissed at New Year's, these two archaeologists, and they're like, oh, are we, are we dating? What did it mean? Or was it just some New Year's kiss? Uh, but that's about it, that it was any New Year's. Yeah, this episode could have taken place literally at any other time. They just have to take out like four lines that they inserted throughout the episode to make sure you knew that this happened on New Year's. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, And it turns out that this creature that they're regarding is able to come alive. And at first they don't know what it could possibly be. Yeah, there was a little bit at the very beginning also with the doctor that I guess they were going throughout time and uh, and celebrating New Year's at all these different places, famous Mm -hmm. places and events. So there was that at the very beginning. Yeah, but Uh, that's another thing that they literally could have done that at any time during the year. Mm, <laughs> it's yeah. a time machine. It was right. just another thing that they were putting in here to make sure you knew this is a New Year's special. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they go to Graham's house and there it was kind of a funny gag that she kept calling the doorbell an intruder alert. Every time the doorbell rings, oh, it's, a, it's your intruder alert. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. They're waiting there and uh they're they're at the house and uh ryan's dad shows up and so this is pretty tense what did you think of ryan's dad um he was fine but i feel like they should have stretched this part out over more than one episode Uh uh-huh like he's back and by the end he's like totally welcomed I feel like they needed to have a bit more conflict and this should have been an arc instead of something jammed into the New Year's special. Mm, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was kind of a lot of pain and issues and different things like that, especially because it affected two characters, not just one character. Mm -hmm. Because it affected Graham as well. And uh, so it turns out this uh, creature is a parasite and uh did you know immediately that it was the uh, a dalek yes because i'd seen promo oh okay like they 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 had hyped it up that like one of the doctor's oldest enemies were coming back or something like that i was like well it's obviously a dalek Mm. they'd spent the whole season not having any old enemies come so i figured that they were going to be bringing somebody that everyone would know so I I knew it was going to be a Dalek, and as, like the first time you see it, it's got tentacles. So what other thing is it going to be? Unless they make something that looks exactly like a Dalek and say it's not a Dalek. It's uh-huh. a Dalek. Do they spend uh, a lot of other episodes with the Dalek outside of the the rope side of the I don't know what they 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 call that? Um, it's robot. kind of like a tank. It's, yeah. People think of it as a robot, but it's basically a tank for the squid-like alien to live in mm-hmm. um the daleks don't spend a ton of time outside of them like the majority of their time is inside their tanks but they have been out enough that to me they're instantly recognizable they look like a little squid with one eye so in doctor who that's to me that's immediately a dalek 
yeah i mean i i'm not as familiar with the whole series as you are but even i pretty much immediately knew that it was the dalek Mm -hmm. okay yeah so it it attaches itself to this woman uh, this archaeologist and uh she becomes uh kind of robotic and kind of evil like the dalek does the dalek says i am your pilot now this is something too that i don't think the dalek has ever done in the show i don't think any dalek has ever basically possessed someone before which i'm i'm not against and I thought they did it fine. Uh-huh. I, I just, I guess my biggest thing is that I wish the whole episode had been more, I don't know, not le- or maybe I wish it would have been less, less underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. To, to like show off this brand new Dalek power that we never knew they had before, or at least this specific kind of Dalek, because I guess they're talking about it being a reconnaissance Dalek or something. Either way, it's not something we've ever seen happen before. Yeah, which, I mean, if the whole point is to, you know, finally give people something that they know, you know, where this season there hadn't been any classic creatures, uh, then classic monsters, then sort of strange to 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 then make it this different kind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to go old school, go old school. Yeah, when they when they were talking about, like, an old enemy coming back... I was expecting like a horde of Daleks and that's, I think I would have been happier with this episode if that had happened Instead, it was this one lone straggling Dalek with a weird backstory that almost doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, can you, are typically our Daleks, can you divide them in three like that? That's, that's the main thing that I didn't really understand. Like w- what are the other parts? Are they more tentacles? Does the Dalek reproduce itself when like a starfish? Like you cut it apart and then the two halves grow into two more Daleks? Mm-hmm. Like what were the other two parts? Is the other two parts like the tank? It didn't explain. And then it showed like in another scene it looked like there were the other two parts were coming back to life. But then it was like never seen again. Yeah. Unless I was like really tired and totally missed something, but I don't remember there ever being any other explanation. As That's true because they they show the Siberia and the the desert one coming back, and then we never see any of those again. Yeah. So unless they were setting something up for a future episode, which I'm fine with, but it just seemed weird that they would make this big deal about these other parts in other parts of the world, and then we never find out what happened to them. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, I I agree, and and it wasn't really because they kept saying, "Oh, well, we." I mean, I guess if you count it as the the body, the way they were explaining it, it was it was if it was somebody that they killed, like a king or something, in the battle. They said the body. I guess if the if this mm-hmm. Dalek was possessing the body, but it didn't look like a body in like it was a pretty small package each of them had yeah that's why i didn't think it was like the tank or anything though i have i have no idea what was going on i i don't think it was written well enough to make a whole lot of sense they wanted it to seem like this mythological story from ancient times and to me they didn't explain it well enough that i understood fully what was going on yeah and and then he uses the the woman to make the tank mm-hmm. which was 
interesting. <laughs> and like, I'm also wondering, like, where did he get all the stuff to make the tank? Because they've established in other episodes that the tanks are made of, I think they called it like Dalekanium, which is something from their home planet that's like almost totally impenetrable. So like, this is just basically earth metal. It's not impenetrable. It's easily defeated. Yeah. Well, and the Daleks just hate mankind. Do they ever explain why they hate man so much? It's just, they're just programmed that way. They just hate anything different than them. They're basically an analogy for Nazis. They want everyone to either be a Dalek or to not exist. Interesting. So, yes, we've got all of that to do with. And, uh, yeah, and so Ryan and his dad talk about his abandonment and not being him not coming to the funeral for Grandma. I mean, the actress did a good job uh, with it, but you're right. It was kind of, it did feel a little wedged in. And they also say that this is a special extra dangerous Dalek. This isn't your ordinary Dalek, like you said. And uh, I guess that's why they were guarding it. Uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty brutal the way that the Dalek kills that security guard. She says the planet is now property of the Daleks. And she finds this like energy pole. And that's, I guess, what she makes the, the tank out of. So the, the lady, the archaeologist, says, you are weakening. And then the Dalek says, no, you are. I, and she says, I will fight. So there's sort of back and forth between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And the Dalek says, you fought and you won. And then the doctor says, me and the Dalek, it's personal this time. And that's when the Dalek leaves the woman and uh, has this new tank. And she says, surviving won't be enough for the Daleks. So they have this back and forth. And the doctor says, I'm the doctor. Ring any bells? I know there's all this back and forth. It was interesting to me that the doctor, there were, there were some jokes and some odd moments where the doctor talks about how she says, you can't do it alone. And she says, I always have done it alone, which I thought was strange because isn't she always having a companion? yeah i i would have to watch the scene again to fully understand what you mean somebody says well dads are complicated the doctor says so i'm told and the idea is that she is parentless childless partnerless uh, but everybody needs her and everyone depends on her she has to save everybody but she's very lonely did you ever think of the the doctors being lonely oh yes that's why the doctor always has companions is because the doctor is looking for someone to be with. Uh-huh. That's like one of the main traits of the Doctor is loneliness. It's like a running theme through the entire series. Mm. Okay, yeah. I was surprised she said that because I'm like, wait, isn't she always with people? But I guess that doesn't necessarily mean you aren't lonely. Well, I think that the Doctor is lonely partly because there are no other Time Lords, at least that we know of. There may be some more out there but like none of them have been found and the doctor doesn't really have any family left. Like the doctor has had family before, like the doctor's very first companion was his granddaughter. So that implies that the doctor had either been married or had a partner and they had a child who then had a grandchild for him. Mm -hmm. So the doctor has had family in the past, but they have not had family since their first incarnation 
because they just, I guess, lost track of them or they've died. It's not really completely clear as to what happened. Yeah, is is the master the only uh, other member of his spe- of the Doctor's species that has regenerated and been part of the show? There have been other Time Lords in the past, especially in the old series, but then it was hinted at in the first. I know you've missed like the entire middle of the series, so yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'm I'm, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> so in the first season, they were talking about there being a time war, and the Doctor and the Daleks apparently were both both species were completely eradicated except for the doctor who thought that he won by being the only one surviving then of Uh course the daleks are still around and then there are hints that there are other time lords out there and in the mythology of the show he's not allowed to like time travel to the past when the time lords actually existed but there have been episodes where he sort of time traveled to the past and sort of found the planet and but like it doesn't like completely stick so they're probably out there somewhere he just doesn't know where interesting yeah so i don't know that was an interesting dynamic that they went into you have this on one side you have this family dynamic between ryan and his dad on the other side you have the loneliness of the doctor was it it was interesting and so yeah i guess the um tank was made out of sheffield steel this is here in the um entertainment weekly uh, write-up says not unlike how the doctor reconstructed her own sonic screwdriver which is kind of an interesting point i think that mm-hmm. everybody's making stuff from scratch these days <laughs> i guess so but it's yeah. still it's still earth metal I, I can't imagine that it has the kind of technology that the dog really needs yeah to- to make the tank like as impenetrable as the tanks usually are right and th- they did bring an interesting point too that uh this is this said the dalek latches itself to poor lynn and soon begins controlling her body and mind adding a nasty body horror twist it's basically a bleaker venom minus the scenes of tom hardy eating raw lobsters i think this <laughs> this would have been better <laughs> if we'd gotten a little <laughs> <laughs> a little eating raw lo- raw lobster scenes <laughs> yeah they, they, all they did was make her basically go on a killing spree and build yeah. a tank for the dalek it yeah. wasn't i don't know it just wasn't as exciting as it should have been yeah. i never really felt like i was fully invested in her story no yeah i agree so anyway i'm like yeah they who this is like the year for body possession uh (laughs) stories you got venom you got upgrade you got this it's it's all over the place but anyway (laughs) so i i did think it was kind of a nice callback because the very first episode you know she says i she says i'm the doctor uh and uh you kind of got this call back to that very first episode and uh you know ring any bells was kind of cheeky and so sort of nice moments but um what did you think about this the unified intelligence task force thing the unit thing that they they, i guess has been shut down now um and there was a whole thing with brexit and and all that i'm wondering if that's setting up a future plot line because unit has been like kind of an integral part in past seasons Uh like the doctor for some big things the doctor either gets their help or helps them with some 
alien threat that's happening because basically unit is supposed to be like i don't know not like men in black that seems too silly but something like that like a secret government agency that basically saves the world from aliens and now we don't know what's happened to them like it seems kind of it better not be just like a throwaway thing and i hope they're not doing away with unit i'm hoping they're setting up a future plot line where unit will either be found or put back together or whatever happened i guess they didn't want them for this episode and they wrote that in but i'm hoping that there's more to it than just they wanted the doctor to do it on her own yeah i mean that this entertainment weekly they think that uh that somehow some kind of commentary on brexit you know that we're leaving the uh, it says here, international funding disputes after Brexit, of course. Units disbanding meant that we didn't get a cameo from the doctor's old colleague, Kate Stewart. But the good news is that the helpline operator only referred to unit as put on hold and suspended pending review, meaning that we may not have seen the last of our unit friends. So, yeah, yeah I'm hoping they'll be back in the future. Yeah. There's sort of a, a weird scene where the Dalek takes down all the Wi-Fi in the UK, and it's New Year's Day, and there's this fam- you know thing, and that was sort of weird. That uh, family annoyed me. Yeah, it was sort of weird. <laughs> it was like, why do we need this stereotypical so. family can't function without internet scene? Yeah, it was weird. It seemed really dumb and cheesy. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and the Dalek is kind of defeated uh by a microwave (laughs) which was like is this gremlins all of a sudden what's going on here and yeah you get to see ryan's dad get get taken over by the dalek at a certain point and uh the then they're in the uh tardis and the doctor opens up the uh door to create like this vacuum effect to try to get the uh dalek off of ryan's dad but it might suck out his dad along with the Dalek. And Ryan says to his dad, because I think he's dying, he says, I forgive you, I love you. And uh, that then they're able to break off the Dalek and send it on its way. I don't know. Was that exciting for you at all? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see where the whole thing was going. Like, it would have surprised me if they'd had the dad get sucked out too and have him die. Maybe I would have liked it better if that happened, but like I could totally predict where that whole scene was going and it was just, eh. Yeah, I agree. It really was pretty, eh. it wasn't very exciting. Uh, And I think it was just because we hadn't really gotten to know. I mean, if that had been like Yaz, that would have been a lot more like tense. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or somebody that, or even if it had been Graham and Ryan or something like that. Uh, that would have been a lot more um yeah definitely uh, tense so yeah so they've all kind of made up and that's it that was basically the episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) and did we leave anything off we didn't leave anything off but (laughs) the writers left a bunch (laughs) of threads hanging that i suppose it's fine if they're going to be picked up in later episodes but if they're not then this was a shoddily written episode Uh uh-huh yeah you do get the doctor saying no matter how many times you try no matter how long you wait i will always be in your way backed up by the best of humanity so 
that was a pretty good moment. Yeah. But there were a lot of good little moments and yeah. a lot of good character moments, and I liked all the acting, but uh-huh. the, the writing didn't gel or something. I don't uh-huh. know. The whole episode was very underwhelming. Yeah, it really was. I actually got kind of bored. I was mm-hmm. fighting, just, I don't know, getting distracted, getting a little sleepy because it just wasn't very interesting to me. And I think there's been this thing this year that in this season where every every monster, every adversary has to have sort of a backstory. It has to kind of not be 100% bad. And they didn't really do that with this, with the Dalek. But I felt like they were almost afraid, aside from having him kill the security guard, they're almost afraid to up the stakes, you know, and make it really scary, if that makes sense. Well, that's why I thought they were going to be bringing in more than one Dalek. Like, if they'd had him, like, call for backup, or, and I I actually thought that the thing in the, with the two other parts in the other parts of the world, like, I thought they were going to be regenerating into two more Daleks and coming as backup for this Dalek and I thought that was going to be upping the stakes right it was defeated and that was the end of the episode and who knows what happened to the other two things yeah and if they are going to bring it back like that's a long time to wait yeah you know if this is supposed to be some kind of cliffhanger but it didn't feel like it no it didn't feel like a cliffhanger so I don't know if they were actually planning for the future or if they just left something completely dangling I don't know I just wish they'd made it clearer. Like, even just, like, a teaser at the end of the episode, like, showing a Dalek, like, I don't know, crawling out of the ground to show you that, hey, this thing is still out there. It's coming. Yeah. Like, they just never showed you what happened. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah, they didn't really leave any cliffhangers uh, at all, even with the relationships with the different characters. That was all sort of solved. And, uh, so I don't know if they just figured, oh, it's too long of a wait. The people will be annoyed. But, you know, or maybe that's just the difference of not having Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Because he definitely would have left it on a cliffhanger for sure. Not a doubt in my mind yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like everything that happened in this episode was not fleshed out enough. Like, they needed more time. Like, this could have been a two-parter. Like, do half a Christmas, half a New Year's and give more time with the dad let us get to know him right build build up the dalek as a credible threat instead of this thing that takes over one girl kills a couple people and then gets killed by a microwave it's just it it all happened too quickly and there wasn't enough time to make me really even care about anybody that was introduced i mean they were fine i i felt like i would like the characters if i got to know them more but i didn't yeah it was just not enough time i agree i think you're absolutely right i think that would have been much better if they had done that and maybe not done the last episode because that one was very forgettable mm-hmm. uh, the season finale and instead have it be related to this story arc and maybe have a two-part because there wasn't any two-part story uh like they sometimes do yeah they usually have at least one two-parter there was one season where the entire season was made up of two-parters I actually liked that because it, I don't know, it made it feel like it was older Doctor Who because back in the 60s to the 80s, like every episode was a multi-part episode. It was basically a serial. So I liked the season where they did all two-parters, but this season was nothing like that. I mean, I liked what we got in this season. I liked most of the episodes a lot, but 
there was no serialized storytelling and I felt like it needed at least a little of that. The only, right. the closest we got was having Tim Shaw come back in, in the finale, but like I was the dumbest villain. <laughs> Bring back a better villain. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Very, very, very true. So, all right. Well, that's about all I think we have to say about this episode. So let us know what you thought. Were you higher on it? Like some of these reviews that I'm reading, uh, they just thought it was the greatest thing. And so it's kind of interesting. There has been a very big divide on this season between the critics reviews and the audience reviews, like what I'm seeing on Twitter and some of the other places uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people hated the season uh, and, you know, a lot of that is different people with different, you know, things, but a lot of people felt like it wasn't very Doctor Who-ian, <laughs> that it, it didn't feel like uh, the the Doctor, that they didn't struggle enough, that it, didn't, it was too easy to defeat everything with the sonic screwdriver. And, uh, and I don't know, I mean, I'm not skilled enough to be able to say that, but I mean, I, I was, it was hit and miss for me, but overall I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was kind of disappointing. I was hoping to really love it. Like there were some really great specials, you know, like I loved the Charles Dickens one, the Christmas mm-hmm. Carol one. That one's so good. So fun. So I don't know. It's, it's too bad, but anyway, let us know what you guys thought of this episode. And we're going to be doing one last episode where we're going to rank all 11 episodes of this season so that should be really fun i'm not sure on time for that but we'll figure it out and uh uh, so jonathan thanks so much for coming on talking about this episode and where can people find you you can find me on social media at john j north and you can find me on youtube if you just search for iheart animation great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media and uh yeah if uh, you can put your ratings and reviews on itunes of the podcast it really helps us out and i'd be very grateful and if you're watching on youtube give us a thumbs up and uh, that would be really fun so thanks so much and we'll talk again soon bye bye